الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستسبكتر علماء الكرام برادرز اند ايلدرز when a person is determined to do something then he will adopt any method avenue take any help that is available to achieve his objective for example a person wants to start off a business so first and foremost he might go to somebody who is an expert who has the experience who will be able to tell him what to do what not to do and he will take the guidance of this he might pay for it also pay some consultant and if that is not possible for some reason then he'll at least ask his friends around that i'm starting this business off and he will expect his friends to give him the best advice to guide him towards that which will be prosperous which will be a means of profit and benefit for him and together with that he might even take ideas from his opposition maybe not by directly going and asking them but he might observe that what can i learn from the opposition this person is doing the same thing also maybe or there's something i can learn from him and he will even take a lesson from others who might have gone into a similar business but it didn't work out for them somehow it failed so what were the pitfalls what were the problems what has he now to look out for so this is something that is an example with regards to business but it is a common thing we can apply it across the board that when a person is truly determined to achieve something that whatever is within his means to try and acquire it he will do it he will leave no stone unturned in trying to achieve that objective a mu'min his objective of being on this earth is to acquire the akhirat acquire the pleasure of allah tabaraka wa taala and to achieve the bounties of the akhirat this is what he is here for man zuhziha 'anil nari wa udkhila al-jannata faqad faaz the one who has been saved from the fire of jahannam and he has been entered into jannat allah taala says he is the one who is successful he has achieved his objective the objective is to succeed in something and the success allah taala is saying is he was saved from the fire of jahannam and entered into jannat faqad faaz he has achieved this objective so in order to achieve this objective there is some business carrying on in this dunya at the moment every mu'min every human being 
has been given this opportunity of business. At the moment it's that time of the year when business is the buzzword. Morning to evening and at every moment while the person is probably falling asleep to the thing that goes around in the mind is business. So we are in that time of the year that is business but we are at every moment in a business. A business of the akhirat. But that person will achieve that objective. Allah Ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا That person will succeed and his business will be profitable. مَنْ زَكَّاهَا Who has purified his nafs. Who has rectified all the faults within a person. Who has removed all the harmful things, the things that cause a loss. The things all the doors to the pilferage, all the avenues from which things could be stolen from within, he's blocked it all off. Because a businessman is concerned about that as well. On the one side, if he's doing a thriving business, but on the other side, everything is getting stolen, then he's at a loss at the end of the day. So he needs to make sure that everything is secure as well. So this business Allah Ta'ala has given us of the akhirat, Allah Ta'ala is saying that person will achieve this objective, that person will succeed, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا That person will achieve this objective who has purified himself. Now what we have to purify ourselves from? Firstly, from all the wrong beliefs, from kufr, from shirk, all the wrong beliefs. Then from all the wrong attributes of the inside, from the pride, from the jealousy, from the malice, from arrogance, and from all the other evils of the heart. Then to purify ourselves from all the evil actions. Actions in terms of whatever the sins are, the sins of the eyes, person is protecting his sight from every haram glance, person is protecting his ears from listening to anything haram, he's protecting his tongue from speaking anything haram, he's protecting his hands and feet, he's protecting his heart from fantasizing anything haram. So when the person has purified himself in all these respects, Allah Ta'ala says, this person has achieved his objective. Now he will pass. He will gain that high stages of Jannat. He will not have to go past any kind of purification later on, through the fire of Jahannam. Because he's come pure. When that gold comes out of the mind, it's gold. But it's still not pure. It has a lot of mixture in it. There's rock in it, there's sand in it, there's various things in it. So it's put through a very, very severe burning process through the furnace. But then eventually it comes out pure on the other side. All the other things that got mixed up in between all get left behind. But it had to go through this process. But if supposing there was a bar of gold somebody buried in the ground, completely pure, no mixture in it, that doesn't go through the furnace. That is ready. So likewise, this world, this is that place of mining, this is that business. When the person will come out in the akhirat, either he's already come pure, 
purified himself. Qad aflaha man zakkaha. Now he goes direct. Then there's no further furnace for him. There's no purification process required for him. He's already pure. Allah forbid, the person didn't come pure, then it's up to Allah Ta'ala, but he might have to end up going through that purification process. But he's got the iman. The iman is the gold is there. So the iman will certainly take him to Jannat. But sometimes the mixtures might have to be left behind. So the whole process of getting directly to Jannat is, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَ That this heart has to be purified. Now how does a person gain this purification? What is the process to get there? So the Mashaykh and the Ahlullah state, at first and foremost, like the person in business, he goes to a consultant, he goes to somebody who can guide him. So like that, we need somebody to guide us in deen. We need to go to the Mashaykh, whoever our heart takes to, whoever we feel will be able to guide us. Because there are numerous pitfalls that not every person would be able to easily determine that what is the reality of this. Is this something that I take wholeheartedly or is it something that I go to run away from? Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullah there was one murid of his who almost every night he's seeing himself walking around in Jannat. So now every now and then he's seeing this dream that he's seeing himself walking in Jannat. So when this happened repeatedly, then he started mentioning it to others also. And even last night again I was walking around in Jannat. So this news eventually reached Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullah and this person came again to meet him. So he had already heard about the stories that are going around now. So he told him, look, these are things you mustn't fall into. And don't talk about all these things around to everyone. Shaitan, how shaitan traps a person? When this person left that malice and went out, so he's saying, now even my sheikh is jealous over me. That maybe I've gone beyond him to now. That every day I'm seeing myself walking in Jannat, I've surpassed him also. Now even he became jealous over me. Any case, that night he saw himself again walking in, so to say, Jannat. But then one thing suddenly in the dream crossed his mind. The Sheikh told me that when I see this again, I must read, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah, that chases shaitan away. Any case, this crossed his mind in the dream. So he read, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. And no sooner he read that, suddenly everything has vanished. All you can see is a heap of bones lying around, some filth lying around. And then his eyes opened. Now he was totally bewildered, astounded that what is this all about? So he came back the next day to Sheikh Baghdadi Rahmatullah. He said, I can't understand this. Please explain what's going on. All these days I was seeing myself in Jannat. Now I read, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. This is what happens in front of me. So he said, You didn't see Jannat at all. This was shaitan showing you some kind of scenery, some garden or whatever and putting this thought in your mind that it is as if you are in Jannat. And his whole plan and trap was that he will make you start floating and get you involved in pride, make you feel great about yourself. Because as soon as these things come in, then that's the end of the person. Because these things bloat a person up. I am somebody. And when something is, somebody is bloated, like a hot air balloon, all it needs is one small little pun. Then it comes crashing down. 
So he said, this was all shaitan's trick. This was all shaitan's deception. There was no jannat you were seeing. Now, what is really the thing to do? What is to be held on firmly to? What must one run away from? It's not everybody's job. So therefore, we need to take the guidance of somebody. Whoever our heart takes to. Who has, we have the confidence in. And step for step in the guidance of that person we walk forward. So nevertheless, this is one thing that is a means of us moving forward and rectifying and purifying ourselves. Then together with that, and sometimes if such a situation is not possible for us for whatever reason, another way of moving forward and removing these faults from within us is that we remain in good company, pious company, good friends. The hadith Nabi Islam says, Al-mar'u ala deeni khalilihi Fal-yandur ahadukum may yukhalil Person follows the way of his friend. So be careful about who you make a friend. Because that friend will either make you or break you. That friend will either take you towards Jannat or he'll distract you from the path of Jannat. So therefore make sure it's a good friend so that he takes you to Jannat. Now a person is in good company and he wants to do something else also, but he's now afraid that if I'm going to suggest this, they'll say, what kind of a person are you? What are you talking about? So he keeps quiet about it. He wants to do something, but he says, now they'll all see me doing something, what I'm going to do? How can I do this? So that good company will itself become a deterrent from wrong. And in time, those good qualities will pass on to him. And who is a good friend? A good friend is... The one who helps us on good and stops us from the wrong. That's a good friend. The best friend is, the best friend is somebody who helps us on to what is right. And if you are doing something wrong, he doesn't keep quiet about that also. In a nice way, he stops us on that also. In a nice way, the statement of Allama Shabir Ahmad Usmani, which we discussed probably some previous time ago also, what is being said is the correct thing it is said in the correct manner also what is said is the correct thing but the correct thing said in the wrong way also is a problem it must be said in the correct way and with the correct intention the intention must only be to benefit the next person for the sake of Allah Ta'ala not for me to get my anger out of me, to vent my feelings and vent my anger, then that is not for Allah Ta'ala. Then that is for my nafs. Then that is still part of that qad aflahaman tazakka, that this nafs has to be still rectified. So that must be said, but in a correct way. So that is the best friend who will tell us what is, will help us in the good, will stop us from the wrong. And in previous times, this was a very common thing. That people had the heart to say it, they had the heart to accept it also. Can we imagine Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an? One month away, people are trembling when they hear his name. But he's standing on the mimbar and giving the khutbah and he's wearing two new sheets. So one sahabi wakes up and he says from the Baytul Mal, from the booty that came and from the Baytul Mal, everybody was given one sheet each. What you are wearing, the same thing. Each person was given one sheet each. 
How you got two? Who is talking to? He's talking to Amirul Mu'minin. And he wants to clarify this. So Umar Dilano is the Amirul Mu'minin. And we know the awe that he's, even just his name struck in the hearts. He doesn't take any offense on this. He says to his son Abdullah bin Umar Abdullah stand up and you clarify this. So his son Abdullah, Abdullah bin Umar stands up and he says that my father has got two sheets because he's got his and he's got mine also. I gave him mine as well. So now he's got two of the same type. Everybody had been given one each. I was given one also. So I gave him mine. So he's got two now. One for the upper end, one for the lower. But Hazrat Umar didn't take any offense on this. In fact, he used to say that whoever brings me the gifts of my faults, I will make dua and for him. Whoever presents to me the gifts of my faults, in other words, he comes and points out to me that this is your deficiency, this is your fault, then I will make dua and for him because I appreciate what he's doing for me. He's doing a great service to me. He's giving me a great gift. Unfortunately, we regard it as the person is doing us a disservice. If the person is pointing out some weakness of ours. Whereas, that is a gift to us. Previously, people never took offense on this. And many would actually wait for somebody to say something. So that they can reflect. Umar Islam used to say this. So this is the friend who tells us, helps us on what is good, who points out our weaknesses also to us. And people used to appreciate it because it saves them from the harm of the akhirat. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ That this helps them to purify themselves. That I'm not committing any wrong now. If I'm committing some wrong, I will be stopped from it. If I'm committing some zulm and oppression, I'll be stopped from it. Because this zulm will bring down azab in this world also, bring down azab in the akhirat as well. This is not the topic that we are talking about, but this just came in by the way now. The aspect of zulm, just today one article which came, Hazrat Ma Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi Rahmatullah great scholar of his, of the recent past, person acknowledged throughout the world in the Muslim lands and non-Arab lands and everywhere, as an alim of great caliber. So some detail about him has come, was mentioned, that one day he called towards the latter part of his life, called all his family, his children, grandchildren, whatever, gathered everybody. And after gathering everybody, he said to them, I've called you for a very, very special purpose, for a very important work. He said, I have studied history in depth. And he was a historian of great caliber. He's written great kitabs on the biographies of great personalities. And he was really an expert in this field. So I've studied all this. And I've come to the conclusion, after having studied the lives of great families, very senior personalities existed, and very famous families, and then what happened down the line and how they suddenly vanished, no sign of them, that greatness that was there was all suddenly gone. 
So what resulted, what was the result of this, or where this resulted from? I've come to the conclusion that is three things. And in the light of those three things, I'm giving you three lessons. And if you hold on to these three lessons, you'll continue flourishing. And if you abandon this, then the same end result will come to you as came to those people. And then out of those three lessons, the first lesson that he mentioned, inshallah, maybe on some other occasion we'll discuss the others. The first lesson that he gave now, in the light of what he is now in this in-depth study of history, the lesson he gave to them, that be the, never be the oppressor, rather be the oppressed one. Never ever be the oppressor. Be the oppressed one, doesn't matter. And this was something that was in his life, himself. This was after all from the Quran and Sunnah this is. But this was something that he lived by. And this came from the training of his mother. See, when he was a little child, one day he hit the maid's child. Especially in India, we should understand the context that the maid is regarded as somebody with absolutely no position in society. And now the maid's child, that maid won't even have any guts to, or any courage to even say anything about it. So he hid the maid's child. As a child himself, as soon as his mother came to know about it, she called for him. And called the child also. Now who the maid's child? And he said to the maid's child, you hit him now. But the child also was, so to say, aware that of his own situation, that I am just a servant's child here. And this is the master's child, so to say. The child had no courage to do it. So his mother took the child's hand and hit him. And insisted on him, you ask the child for forgiveness now. And instill this lesson that don't ever commit zulm on anyone. Because zulm brings down azab of Allah Ta'ala. Ad'a shay'in lin niqma. The greatest thing that draws down the azab of Allah Ta'ala in this world is zulm. So, this was a diversion from the subject. The point was that when these people were corrected by their friends, they appreciated it. That this person is now saving us from the zulm, saving, saving us from the azab, saving us from all the other consequences that can come, is helping us to rectify ourselves, to purify ourselves. So they appreciated it. And they even were thankful for it. So this is the next thing that a person learns from his friends. He takes the lesson from his friends and moves forward. Then from there, as we discussed the example of that business, the person even takes lessons from the opposition. So a person is in this business of this dunya. He needs to rectify himself. He needs to purify himself. He will take a lesson from even his enemies. He will take a lesson from even those who oppose him. Hazrat Bayezid Bustami rahmatullah one day he is walking. He's a great sheikh of his time. And as he's walking and going, suddenly one person shouted out to him that, oh you show off. Can you imagine now somebody t- telling us that? You know, big show off. As soon as this person said to him, you know, show off, he immediately turned and said to the person, Jazakallah. And then after he said, in these 20 years, you're the first person that recognized me. 
Everybody else gives me big, big titles and so on. You're the first person in these 20 years that has recognized me. And he moved on. Hazrat Maharashid Ahmad Gangoi, Rahmatullah one person had written one book and that book came to him. So he, at that time in his life, he's already had lost his sight. So he said to somebody there, that read this to me. So that person, when he saw who wrote it, and he immediately knew, this person is an arch enemy of Azad. And Allah knows best what kind of nonsense he might have written in this. So he said, Azad, I can't read this thing. Well, I want to read this to you. And what's the use reading it also? You know who this person. He's forever out to just slander you and just make trouble for nothing. What's the use reading it? Azad, no, I want you to read it. I want to listen to it. Perhaps in between there is something that might be correct, that might apply to me. And I may then learn something from that and I can rectify that fault of mine. So in other words, I will be listening and reflecting. If it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply, it doesn't matter. It can't harm me, it can't hurt me. Very old saying in our childhood days we used to hear something like sticks and stones will break my bones but words won't hurt. Something of that nature, Allah alam. So words won't hurt, it doesn't apply, it's not true, so don't worry about it. And if it's true, then I must rectify myself. One person used to constantly write letters to him and keep abusing him. After some time one day, that person had stopped writing for a long time, in between no letter came. So Yahya Sahib, the father of Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith Zakaria Sahib, he used to be responsible for all the correspondence. I asked him, that our friend has Our friend for long hasn't written anything. Mahayasab said, Hazrat, what friend are you talking about? It's good he's not writing anything. At least this has stopped. He said, no, no. What has stopped? Whenever his letters used to come, I used to listen very attentively to it with this in mind. That perhaps in all the things that he's talking about which don't apply, there might be something that applies. Something that is correct that he's saying. And I can reflect upon it and I can take lesson from it. Now this was the heart that they had. And therefore these people reached that peaks. That they purified themselves. One Buzruk, he had a lot of people that held him in great esteem and so on. And he was going to that village. As he was going on the road, another person came along and he started abusing him, saying him various things and talking a whole lot of things. This person carried on listening and he's walking, quietly he's listening. As they came to a point where now in the nearby distance they could see that village, so this person stood, stopped there. Buzruk stopped there. And this person is still saying what he wants to say, abusing him. So he carried on standing and listening. So now this person was astounded that what happened? All this while I was saying whatever I want to say, but he was still walking along, he was going along. Now he stopped to listen to what I'm saying. So I asked him that, you were walking along, now you just stopped after a long time now, you just stopped to stand to listen. So he said, well actually, where I'm going to, the people, they don't know me, they don't know my reality, so they hold me in high esteem. And now when we will get close by there, and they will hear you shouting at me, they will, won't leave you. So therefore I've stopped here, that you can tell me whatever you want, I will listen to it. When you are over, then I will go ahead. Now this was their heart. 
And they took this lesson in this manner. And they rectified themselves. And let alone taking this lesson from human beings, people took lessons from even animals. They took lessons even from animals. According to some, this was an incident that happened to Hazrat Mawlana Rum Rahmatullah According to some others, it was another person. Allah Alam, but nevertheless, this is recorded in various places. One Buzruk, Rum Rahmatullah or somebody else, he was walking on a very narrow bridge. Narrow meaning just only one person can walk across a path. And both sides was this dirty sewer water. And now as he is a long path, but very narrow, two people can't pass one another. And as he was now approaching the middle, from the other side a dog is approaching also. The dog is crossing and going the opposite end. And obviously one of them is going to have to give way now. Both can't walk at the same time. So this conversation took place between man and dog. How it took place, Allah Ta'ala knows. Whether it was just something in the heart, whether it was something that Allah Ta'ala caused that animal to speak, like in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala talks about the hudhud, the bird that spoke to Sulaiman or various other incidents in the hadith about animal speaking, whatever the case was, but this conversation took place. This person said to the dog, that look, you rather get off, let me pass. The dog said, no, you get off, you, you must let me pass. He said, look, the difference is, you are not mukallaf, you are not responsible for anything in shariat and deen. I am mukallaf, I am responsible. If I jump off, I will soil my clothes, my body, everything, and I go to go perform salah. So, you rather jump off, it makes no difference to you. So the dog replied and said, no, that's not the point. The point is, if I let you go, then I will jump off, but when you pass, you will fall into such a kind of filth that all the waters of the ocean won't wash it. The filth that will come into your heart that I am better than this dog. Where you will regard yourself as superior. So therefore, if you jump off, that filth that will come onto your clothes and body, you can wash that off. But you will get safe from this filth of the heart. So this person, as soon as this either came via that inspiration from above or whatever immediately jumped off and he jumped into this filth and allowed the dog to pass but when this happened then there was this inspiration from the unseen that you to save yourself from the filth of the inside soil your outside we will now rectify your inside and outside so they even took lessons from animals let alone from human beings so person who is truly determined to reach the other end in a way that he is pure, then he will learn from his friends also, he will learn from his enemies also. And then together with that, he will learn from the mistakes of others. He will not look down upon anyone, not regard himself as better than anyone. Because who is better will only be known on the day of judgment, on the day of Qiyamah. On the day of Qiyamah, the person will know what the result is. Now before the result is out, a person is jumping and is celebrating that I passed or I came out first or I'm better than the next person or I did better. That's foolishness. He doesn't know the result yet. The result will only be known on the day of Qiyamah who came out where. 
And sometimes some person's deed which he has done in secrecy, which he did with some such depth of sincerity, which became beloved to Allah Ta'ala, may take him to that rank we can't imagine about. But nevertheless a person will take a lesson from those who are around him, those who have made the same mistakes, those who have made some mistakes. And what was the end result? That look at that person without looking down upon him, but look at the problem that he got himself into. This person did this wrong, all his izzat went. For years he was conducting himself as a respectable person in society, now he doesn't have any place to hide his face. I need to take a lesson from that. I must not get involved in that kind of thing. Look at what was the end result of this person. I need to save myself from that. The fortunate person is the one who takes a lesson from others. So this is the way that a person, without looking down upon anyone, without regarding himself as better than anyone, but he will take a lesson from others also and purify himself. So the first thing is that a person takes to somebody as a guide. Takes to the Ahlullah. And takes to somebody who will be able to show him the path. Together with that, takes a lesson from his friends, takes a lesson from even those who are his opposition, and takes a lesson from those around him as well, the mistakes of others. And in this way, step for step, he moves forward. After all, this is a very temporary life. Allah knows best when a person has to live. The short time we have in this world, and the short time is to make ourselves for the akhirat purify ourselves and gain this great bounties of Jannat. Make Allah tabarak wa ta'ala happy with us. So this requires that we constantly be alert, be focused, make an effort on our iman, remind others as well, go out in the path of Allah ta'ala, invite ourselves and others also, and be in the company of the mashayikh, the ahlullah. We read their books, read their mawais, listen to their talks. And in general, whatever effort can be made in order to purify ourselves, we engage in all this so that when the time comes for us to leave, then we are also among those people when it is their time to leave, that announcement is made to them as well. Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna, irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyah, fadkhuli fi ibadi, wadkhuli jannati. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq, and all of us the tawfiq, akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah, rabbil alam. In Mexico for a few moments and make lunch. Recite Duru Sharif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك 
جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين يا الله مبرئ جنهكار هي خطاكار هي مجرم هي یا اللہ سر سے پیر تک گناہوں میں ملوث ہے الہ العالمین یا اللہ محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے ہمارے تمام گناہوں کو معاف فرما تمام سیئات کو درگزر فرما تمام سیئات کو حسنات سے مبدل فرما یا اللہ فگیو آل و میجہ مائنسنز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ کمپلیٹلی پیوریفائی اس فرم آل سنز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو کیپ اسٹیٹ فاس ان ایمان ان دین یا اللہ الہ العالمین سیو اسم ایوری سن یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ کیپ اس ان سرات مستقیم یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ سیو اسم آل فتنہ ان فساد یا اللہ الہ العالمین سیو اسم آل distractions and temptations ya allah ilahul alamin save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya allah ilahul alamin save the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah you keep us in the entire ummah steadfast on deen ya allah ya allah you protect our iman ya allah protect our a'mal ya allah protect our akhlaq ya allah ilahul alamin protect all our imani sifat ya allah اللہ العالمین یا اللہ پروٹیکٹ آل دی لائفز اینڈ ویلتھ آف دی مسلمز یا اللہ پروٹیکٹ دی پراپرٹیز آف دی مسلمز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین تھرو آؤٹ دی ورلڈ وے ور دی مسلمز ار سفرنگ یا اللہ ریموو دیر ہارڈشپس اینڈ سفرنگ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گائیڈ اس ٹوورڈز یو یا اللہ فل اور ہارٹس وتھ یور لو یا اللہ یا اللہ فل اور ہارٹس وتھ دی لو آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ العالمین فل اور ہارٹس وتھ دی لو آف دین یا اللہ فل اور ہارٹس وتھ دی لو آف تلاوت آف دی قران شریف یا اللہ فل اور ہارٹس وتھ دی لو آف دی صلاح یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ فل اور ہارٹس وتھ دی لو آف میکنگ این ایفرٹ فار دین یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ پٹ دی ہیٹرڈ آف سن ان اور ہارٹس یا اللہ یا اللہ میک اس ڈیٹس سن لائک ہاؤ وی ڈیٹس فلت یا اللہ یا اللہ سیو اس فرام دی سنز آف دی آئیز یا اللہ سیو اس فرام دی سنز آف دی ایئرز یا اللہ سیو اس فرام دی سنز آف دی ٹنگ یا اللہ سیو اس فرام دی سنز آف دی ہینڈز اینڈ فیٹ یا اللہ یا اللہ پیوریفائی اور ہارٹس فرام ایوری تھنگ یا اللہ فرام آل دی ایول پیوریفائی اور ہارٹس یا اللہ اللہ العالمین میک اس دوز ہو کمپلیٹلی پیور یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس ڈائریکٹ جنت یا اللہ وی ار ناٹ کیپیبل آف گیونگ این اکاؤنٹ آف اینی تھنگ یا اللہ یا اللہ یو ٹیک اس وتھ ایمان یا اللہ اینڈ ریز اس وتھ ایمان دی اف قیامت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز ہیو پاسٹ اوے فل دیر قبرز وتھ نور یا اللہ یا اللہ میک دیر کمپلیٹ مغفرت یا اللہ گرانٹ دیم دی ہائی سٹیجز ان جنت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز ہو پریزنٹ یا اللہ فل فل آل دیر پائز نیڈز یا اللہ یو آر دا نو آف دی انسین یا اللہ یو نو دا نیڈ آف ایچ پرسن ان دیر ہاتھ یا اللہ یا اللہ آؤٹ آف دی خزانہ غیب یا اللہ فل ایچ فل فل ایچ ونز نیڈز یا اللہ ریموو ایچ ونز ڈیفیکلٹیز اینڈ ہارڈشپس یا اللہ 
Throughout the world, whoever the ummah is, Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs, Ya Allah, remove each one's hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifa, kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima, Ya Allah. Whatever problems and difficulties anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah asked for, Ya Allah, you grant it to us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you protect us as well from, Ya Allah. اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين